Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Grace. And I'm Alex. And you are listening to Let's Talk About. Each week we're going to be talking about anything and everything and sharing our unwanted opinions that no one really asks for. If you enjoy this episode, remember to subscribe, drop us a cheeky rating review, and thank you so much for listening. Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Talk About uh, with me and my bestie Alexander Gage. Hi everyone, how are you doing? So, we are so excited because we have our first Let's Talk About collab. So, today's let's talk about is let's talk about difficult conversations something that these two legends are very familiar with because they run the open house podcast Woo! who you may have heard me on recently hello hi guys. hello hi oh Welcome. wow this is usually our job, so it feels, I feel like... I know, how does it I feel being the interviewees this time? I don't like it. <laughs> it, does, it does feel really weird. I just, like, have an impulse to, like, want to guide the conversation, but I'm like, oh, no, no, yeah. this isn't your podcast, Clancy. Like, let yeah, Grace hands do off. that. Let Grace and Alex do that. No, you're more than welcome. And to be fair, I didn't give you a proper intro. I was just like, hello, let's chat. Because <laughs> I, get, I get scared of intros. Um, So... <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourselves um, and just tell us a little bit about you and where you're from? And I don't know, maybe should we do like a fun fact? That'd be cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. We um we actually recorded. Um, it was our first appearance on someone else's podcast yesterday, and she like did the same thing. And I'm we gonna like... repeat how I introduced myself. This is how it went. <laughs> they asked. They, they they asked. They were like, "Oh, do you want to introduce yourself?" I did this. Hello, I'm now. And she just stopped there. And I was like, Mel, you're not Cher. <laughs> you like do, <laughs> like you have to say more after that. I love that. People... That was like a documentary narrator. I loved it. Yeah, that was it. That's all I had. I was like, but Christ, you're like, very Hello, not interesting. I'm Madonna. And that's it. <laughs> that's how I feel about myself. So I was just like, everyone should just already know. And I was like, no, they don't already know who you are. So you probably should put some more things in front of that. That being said, Clancy, I'm going to let you go first this time so that I don't embarrass myself like that again. Um, so I'm Clancy. I'm an actor, or at least I was one before COVID. Oh. Um, mm, I, I feel like, all... yeah, I feel like a bit of a shell of an actor at the moment. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I also produce and host and create and do all the admin slash editing slash all the things for Open House, um, which is a venture me and Mel started um, when COVID struck because um, because all, all of our acting work had um, fried up. Um, I went to Arts Ed um, and yeah, and graduated. I know, Rivals. sorry, rival <laughs> schools. Um, <laughs> And oh my god, the gossip when like you guys were doing a production of Bullets Over Broadway the same year that oh, we were doing yeah. a production of yeah. Bullets Over Broadway and people were well, like... Well, to be fair, no no conflict here because Alex was actually in the year above and I was in the other show. I didn't do Bullets. You didn't oh, do so that. don't worry. You're safe. I, I, yeah, I, I was lucky there because I didn't do Bullets and... 
I'm going to stop there because I was about to say, and I don't, and I think my best friend did, but then I was like, oh, fuck, did she do it? I don't know. No, she didn't. She was in Nice Work with me. (laughs) I saw that. Dills was in Bullets. Yes, I saw Nice Work, Grace. I saw it. I came to Guildford to see it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I'm a terrible friend. I'm going to stop there. (laughs) Can't see carry on, please. Um, Yes, Went to Art Said and then um, did a couple of nice acting gigs, which has been, which has been nice. And then, um, uh, fun fact about me is um, I am very culturally confused. Um, so, <laughs> like, my accent changes just on the regular. Um, I was born in Australia. My dad's from North London, um, and I spent. Oh, there was like another, so basically, oh fuck, I'm going to do the whole fucking thing. So I was born in Australia. I moved to North London when I was two. I moved back to Australia when I was six. I lived in Australia from six to 11. Then I moved to Singapore when I was 11. And I spent my whole adolescence in Singapore. Uh, So I was there from 11 to uh, 19 and then moved back to London for drama school. So I've got, so I have had, well had for a very long time this like, overwhelming feeling of not knowing where the fuck I'm from yeah like and it's I'm not surprised it's incredible yeah and it's such a thing at drama school that when you meet new people and they're like where are you from and people like Bolton and um you know uh Portsmouth and I was like I no and and also that's so great that you've got multiple homes though how amazing yeah it, it is really cool and I do feel very fortunate now and now that I'm kind of more down with like what it means like like I understand British culture a bit more and I understand what it means and because like I've always had a British passport and but I honestly didn't realize how quite how much of a foreigner I was until I got here and people were like oh we're doing children in need and I'm like what the fuck is that oh <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea yeah I heard a Welsh accent for the first time and I was like your singing teacher I, I, th- I thought she'd spent like I thought like I'd spent time in Singapore she spent too much time in India they're very similar very similar well the intonations I was just like I don't understand I don't understand what that is I was like oh like maybe she lived like like me in another country and has picked up the accent like amazing you thought you found a fellow multicultural person yeah I had no idea so like it's been it's been like an acquaintance with the country that I've had a passport for since I was like a child um, mm. So that's my very long fun fact. Mel? Hi, I'm Mel. Um, I am an actor. Or again, at least I was until the apocalypse hit. And <laughs> what else? Oh yeah, I am the creator slash co-creator slash co-host slash co-all the things with Clancy on the podcast Open House. Um, it's very fun. We have a nice time and we occasionally have a difficult conversation um, ourselves, it's yeah, it's great. Um, About mostly when to release the Instagram posts and oh, yeah. how it will do it the best. Oh yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah, it is marketing. Oh my god, like mar- I feel like I've learned so much about how to like market a thing and like make people listen to it and make people want to care about it. I'm like, I had no idea. I used to hate social media, and I've really had to like understand it, mm. like the data and the analytics and the numbers and stuff behind it, which is fine. So I like that kind of stuff, but like, whoa. It's, There's so it's much to it that you much. don't realise. Yeah, yeah, it's all mammoth. Um, what else? Oh, I'm a musician as well. I play instruments. What do you play? Piano, guitar, and 
Oh, you're one of those people that can pick up any instrument and be like, good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I can. I'm going to be very, what's it called? I'm going to own that shit. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a weird, like, polyglot musician. I taught myself to play piano when I was like four. Some weird shit. Yeah. Not very Alicia Keys of you. Yeah. It was like one of those teeny little keyboards because, like, I didn't, like, I I was very fortunately um, got a piano when I was much older, but like, I went, I th- oh yeah, I remember, I went to see my, apparently I went to see My Fair Lady, they were doing it somewhere in the north, I can't remember, I don't know, like one of the theatres, and then I came back, and um, and apparently my mum was like, you were just like playing all of these songs from the show, and I was like, why didn't you do something about that, then it was like a teacher in primary school that was like, what is this weird kid doing? She's just like finding piano, you know, like in your school hall, there's like a piano. Yeah. She's just, she's just like sitting at the piano and like playing it. Like, why? That's so weird. She's so tiny and she's had no lessons. Like, what is wrong? And this teacher was like, yeah, you should probably, you should probably get her lessons. And my mum was like, oh yeah, maybe that's a good idea. Because the teacher was like, oh, you know, she might get annoyed if she like can't like read music and all that. Because I couldn't, I was just like playing. And yeah. then like finally you know sort of like got some lessons and sort of worked through it all like fairly quickly anyway don't know if that's an interesting fact but yeah that's so interesting, interesting. That's the thing. you're like a mozart well i wish i was a cons- i wish i was considerably better <laughs> than i am but considering that's my story i wish i i wish i was like <laughs> actually mozart but i'm not because um, i didn't like scales so i wasn't very good at practicing them i'm much better now but um but yeah um that could be my interesting story. That's much more yeah, interesting I than love like that. coding. I love that. Um, yeah. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> you, can, you can code. Yeah, that's also an interesting fact. I have lots that's of special so interests. Cool. That's a, that's yeah. <laughs> They're really so weird. Much. She can also speak French. What fluently? I mean, oh I don't God. think I, I don't think I'm fluent because I haven't lived there, but I speak pretty well. I think. Considering you could, I'm not you could, French. You could live there. Mel, yeah, I think so. Mel is my go-to accent guru like for a lot of things. So I um, did a show before the apocalypse where I was covering the French teacher. But having <laughs> having grown up in Singapore, like French isn't one of the la- like the languages you learn, whereas here it's just like default, like everyone learns French. Whereas mm. I learned Mandarin. So like Well, yeah. is that like a default a default language to learn? Well, so Singapore is really interesting in terms of like the make, like ethnic makeup. So like um, it's made of, um, so there's kind of like four categories you can fall into. So you can be Chinese, uh, Indian, Malay or other, which is the category I fell into, the other category. Um, Yeah, so, but there's like four, so there's actually four like main languages. So you, uh, it's um, Mandarin, Tamil and uh, Malay and English. So everything is written in all four languages, but everyone's, right. everyone speaks English um, and because it's the common language. And um, a lot of people are also quite fluent in their, the language basically of their like grandparents or parents or so whatever yeah. like heritage Ancestral language, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, and so they call it mother tongue. Like you've got to learn your mother tongue and you learn English. Um, but so I basically got to pick like what beginner one I want to do so I did Mandarin Mandarini Mandarin and um <laughs> and um but sadly I had to like 
drop it because they didn't then have it at the level that like for my equivalent of a level so I did German but I never did any French and so I had this audition and I was like I cannot look like an absolute dickhead like it was the funniest three hours of my life because Clancy has no because obviously she hasn't because I think as a general if you grow up over here or at least this is me speaking like as a I guess linguistish kind of person but like I feel like you have an understanding of like the French sounds like the U, like the U sound, like from yeah. Tu, or like um, like those kind of sound, like T-I-O-N, like these are like, obviously if I'm teaching anybody, like it, I guess that's where I sound, start, but like she, she had absolutely no, the, that sound, no comprehension of it whatsoever. So I just spent like ages being like, and I'm not, I, yeah, being, it was I'm not being funny. The audition scene was mostly French, like mostly. <laughs> it was like, oh my God. it was like, hello class. And then French. <laughs> oh, wow! Did you do it though? I did you it. did you manage to get did did now yeah, help you I did get the to French, like a good? I did the French and then I got the part and now she whacks it out oh. at every party I, I, like, that we ever go and then, to. No, and then it's like, like a Mel, party Mel. That's like me singing the French part of Bad Romance and thinking that I can speak the language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's my coucher uh, avec moi. It is my party trick because whenever Mel like says anything French, I'll then come back with a monologue from the show, which is of course the only thing I. Can then say in French, <laughs> and I've asked, and I've like, I don't know, like asked her what the time is just to be funny, and she gives no me fucking a idea. Just did, did the but but, no but I can say like, Dennis, how good is your French? Like ridiculous. <laughs> Which sounds like what, Clancy? I can't remember. Don't. It's been a year. <laughs> okay. Oh. Cool. Do you know German then? Did you say you took German at A level? Oh, like tiny bit, tiny bit, oh, tiny okay. bit. Yeah, I mean... German's the language that I want to learn fluently. Really? So I learned it enough uh, to get an A, and then I forgot it all. Right, yeah. Same well, that's all you need it for, for the yeah. A. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what matters in life, right? Success on paper. Oh, 100%. Grades, yes. Grades are all that matters, everybody. <laughs> um, so, love those. I feel like we've just learned so much about you so quickly. I can't believe... I'm so, like, in awe of both of you. No, I'm just like... Yeah. I am so sorry, Grace. I know you have an episode to get on with and we're just talking about yes. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to know more. I love it. Um, so, I... Obviously, you have the Open House podcast all about having difficult conversations. I'd love to... We're going to play a little cheeky game. We're trying to play a different game <laughs> at the beginning of every episode. Mm-hmm. But um, before we do so... Oh, guys, will I'm so you drunk just... already. Sorry. <laughs> I love it! Yeah! <laughs> um, before we do so, I'd love to hear about the podcast and the inspiration for starting it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Mel really came up with the, the concept. So do you want to whack, whack away with it? Whack away with it? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, oh my god yes right okay so basically I can't I can't pinpoint an exact moment when the sort of idea exactly came to fruition but I've been pondering the idea of creating something some sort of show some sort of talk show or something around having conversations that are a bit awkward or that you're not very good at having precisely for the reason that I used to be terrible at having 
any conversations that were remotely uncomfortable, difficult. I say this often, this is kind of the stand-up version of the of, of how this goes. Um, but I'm, I'm, I always say, God, I'm bloody surprised that I still have any friends because like I was so like surface level with everyone. They were, everyone was coming to me with all of their problems and were being so vulnerable with me. And I was like a fucking brick wall. I had like nothing to sort of like give back to people because I was, you, do you know what I mean? Like I think yeah. you end up having lots of surface level like relationships with people because you're incapable of being like, vulnerable back and I think I'm definitely like better now it takes me a long time to sort of like process like how I feel about things and all that which I think comes to play and I was like do you think they noticed that did they notice like (laughs) well yeah did did you notice how you would kind of like open up to her and she wouldn't um yeah so it's interesting I think Mel and I have such a uh, deep friendship because um we didn't like each other at first at all Whoa. so we met in oh, yeah. here's the tea yeah. i love that so is me and alex oh wait really <laughs> really so <laughs> really <laughs> no. no no so we we met in first year of drama school and i remember and i have always been like too much of an open book like just really open and really like just way too like just so just like chatty with everyone to the point like if i'm nervous i'm that bitch at an audition who will like chat to you when you're nervous because I'm that's how I deal with nerves (laughs) and like me yeah and like people like just shut up and I'm like how are you how have you been how's the show and I'm like you're being a fancy shut sorry be right you're being narcissistic Clancy (laughs) that's what that word means That's the synonym. Yeah. I know. But they've got the same definition in the in the dictionary. I'll beep it. I'll beep it. Okay. (laughs) Um Yeah, but um so and so I felt Mel was really cagey. And I I was like I was and it put Oh I'm sure. I'm sure you're like, who is who are they? Like who is the why do they not say anything else? It put me it put me really on edge because I wasn't I didn't know how to respond to someone who didn't give anything back. But then basically as we started to because we, 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 we then got put in the, the same classes um, uh, if, between first and second year. And by the end of the first year, because we were in the same class, and because Mel and I both came from quite strong dance backgrounds, in ballet, we kind of got lumped together a lot. Um, and I think that we started to then develop a thing of like, hang on, we've actually come from quite similar uh, childhoods and upbringings and training and and ways of looking at the world. And, um, and so then when we did start to have conversations that were two ways it felt like a a profound connection because Mm. it was one Mm. okay Mel's like totally undermining me right now no I'm not I've just never heard the story so Um, it's great no yeah so like I remember um I won't say like specifically what it's about because as much I remember any of this wow um, yeah I know um no, because um, I think it's important to also say, like, we do have limits to what we put on the podcast. Like, it's important to not put stuff on the mm. podcast that we're still processing ourselves. Oh, yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. the first episode we ever released, there was actually a big conversation that we cut from it because I... And I would still say I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Um, yeah. Uh, just in terms of, like... Yeah, just in terms of, like, owning up to things that and mistakes and stuff that it's really difficult to put mm-hmm. into a public sphere. Um but one I remember a moment and I can't remember what it was about I think I was uh really upset about something family related um and Mel was also having something I really can't remember I I can't even remember what it was about but Mel was also having something that she was really upset about and it like landed at the same time and we Mm. were on the phone and I like needed to have I the bath is my zen my zen place 
Um, so I like got in the bath and I put Mel like on loudspeaker. And so I was like, you know, sat in the bath. Like, I was in the bath with you. Yeah, you're in the bath with me. Wow, <laughs> I love movie. That. This is how close your friendship is. Yeah, yeah. Like, to be fair, it is. Moment. You know, it's that moment where someone's like in a bowl in the bath, just like trying to get on with their life. Um, but I just remember, and we were just chatting and we chat for hours and we chatted each other through our vulnerabilities, which I think creates like real connection because when you're able to like bring the walls down, then you're like, I see you. Um, mm, so okay. actually, because it, it started in the absolute reverse place I think it then meant that it was more meaningful when Mel, yeah, Mel, did, Mel did open up to me so yeah yeah that makes so much sense that's such a strong connection so, yeah. to kind of have and I feel like me I'm sure Clancy you would have felt like you kind of almost when Mel started opening up to you you probably felt like you earned her trust yeah, almost absolutely yeah yeah I love that yeah. I've never heard that story wow I feel I feel you definitely so have Maybe, I don't know. I feel like maybe I wasn't paying attention the other times. I do that sometimes. Sorry. <laughs> really and so, Mel, did you then, did you make the approach and was like, shall we do this Okay, so no, what basically, basically happened. So I've been thinking about, about it and I was like, I'm sure, I'm sure there must be other people that are in similar situations that have perhaps not been particularly great at having difficult conversations or having, you know uh, putting themselves in vulnerable places before um or what wouldn't it be a great thing to 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 sort of see out in the world um and i think we're getting slowly much better at you know sort of owning up to mistakes and putting ourselves in um active working through um things more visibly and i was like oh that that's a really interesting concept I basically did um a, a, like a, a workshop thing with Clancy for her kids. Um, she was teaching and um, I'm a mother of nine. A, yes, well, yes, uh, for all of her many offspring who I nanny. Um, it was mo- a motivational Monday, and Clancy was like, "Can you come on on like for for one of these classes that I have to teach? Can you come and be on motivational Monday so we can talk about like some of the jobs that you've done or whatever?" And I was like, "Yeah, great, sure." And I I was like oh god have I got to do this video like on my own you know sort of camera in front of my face like a self-tape and I've got to sort of like speak about my experience like job experience I was like you know what why don't you like ask me some questions and you be on it with me too and we'll do it for you know your your um the, the other the other teacher that's you know asked for this and we'll, we'll put this out into the world and it'll be like a cute like little interview because I'd done something similar for a friend yeah. prior to that I was like oh I'll make your stagecoach teaching a little bit easier sure I'll come on and chat to your kids for half an hour anyway um so <laughs> we did that and we'd finished it and we were very much like back and forth like banter 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 as we sort of just our our daily in our life and I was like Christ, mate, like, why don't we have a show? I was like, why don't we, why don't we, why don't we do something? We're bloody hilarious. I think we're very funny. Um, I'm sure yeah. other people would too, literally joking like I am now. I was like, lol, we should definitely have a YouTube channel. Lol, we should definitely have a show. And I was like, mm, actually, I've been thinking, honestly, I did not think this was going to bite. Didn't think the bait was going to be nibbled off the hook. I'm a vegan. Don't worry. I love all fish. Um, but, um <laughs> But I didn't think that it was actually going to stick. And I threw it out into the air. I was like, well, you know what? I've been having a thought. I've been thinking about this idea. Um, you know, just something about having difficult conversations. You know, I've been shit in the past. I'm surprised you're still around. You know, all of this stuff. I was like, you know, like, that. it's a really interesting concept to me. And Clancy was like, oh, you're terribly profound and wonderfully intelligent. What a wonderful idea that you're is. You're right. That, so, yes, those I think were my we exact do that. words. You're terribly yes. profound and wonderfully <laughs> terribly, intelligent. 
exactly those words. <laughs> exactly those words came out of Clancy's mouth um, to <laughs> me. And um, alas, the rest is history. Um, that was so round. Wow. Well. I love yeah. that. I love that. And we were basically like, yeah, let's do it. And we, and we short did. Short story long. Yeah, sure. you're welcome. <laughs> I love it. No, I, that's exactly the kind of story I thought would be behind yeah. it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, should we play the game? Okay, great. Okay, so I'll explain the game. It's called uh, The Five Second Rule. <gasps> I will say, like, name three things that you have in your fridge. And you've got five seconds to name three things you have in your okay. fridge. Great. Makes yeah. sense? I mean, very simple yeah. game. Um, Alex is going to host it because he's got one for me as well. Yeah, I'll host it. Okay, let's start with uh, Mel. Okay. Um, uh, Do they have to be true? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, ideally, no, I guess. What if I don't but have yeah. tofu in my fridge, but I think I have tofu in my fridge because I'm not sure because I might need to cook <laughs> that's it tomorrow. Fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, a lot of things is going to be the first thing that comes to your head and that's always okay. fine. Yeah. So that's yeah. Okay. That's okay. the best one. Right. Okay, are you I'm ready? ready? So, first one is name three... Famous Jennifers. Ah, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer. Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> we are off to a strong start. Going really well. I, I thought of Can't Jennifer Lopez, but oh, I couldn't Jayla. think of anyone else. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer, Lawrence. Jennifer Saunders. Is, yeah. there, is Jennifer Saunders Jennifer someone? Saunders. Yeah, Jennifer Saunders. I like to say Jennifer. I, I don't, yeah, okay. That's okay, that's okay. It was the first no, one. Okay. We'll, we'll come it's back late. Yeah. It's late as well. We're all drunk. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Clancy, let's go to okay. you. So, your, yours is going to be... Name three of your favourite movies. Um, Singing in the Rain, The Hunger Games, and Twilight. <gasps> I was going to say, if you went Lovely. to say Love Actually, I would have literally... Those aren't my favourite. I have... I've <laughs> I've seen this episode. Those. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with Love Actually? Oh god. What is they have a Love Actually debate actually? on their podcast. So, it's brilliant. Oh, um, I'd like to caveat <laughs> with those aren't actually my favourite movies. They're just the first three things that came to my head. <laughs> Twilight, <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Twilight. Twilight. Wait, say it again. Like, Twilight. What was the other one? Singing in the two. Rain, The Hunger Games, <laughs> The Hunger Games, and Twilight. Oh I God. mean, I you know. Are any of them your favourites? <laughs> Twilight is definitely up there. I'm sure. No, but I, I mean, have to say Twilight. This, the whole Twilight saga is just like phenomenal. I feel like it was a real sexual awakening mm. for a lot of people. You were either in love with Kristen Stewart, <laughs> yeah. Taylor Lautner, or what's the other one? Yeah, um, Robert it's Pattinson. Where, it's where I realised that like I had a problem with like being attracted to dark and broody men. Yes, mm. well, the bad boys. Yeah, the it's a real boys. issue. No, I've just been reflecting on this recently and I really think society teaches AFAP people to fancy the wrong people. Like, I, I, was that per- I was that, like, 15-year-old who was like, yeah, I'm into dark, broody men 10 years older than me. <laughs> I guess, but there is a fascination, though, and there is, like, a sexual fascination yeah. with, like, the wrong thing. Oh, I mean, that sounds, yeah. like, against the law. That's not what I mean like <laughs> you know like doing like the thing that's kind of like oh that's naughty yeah, yeah. You know? that's like 100 percent like half the reason i started fancying josh because he's like he's so shy and mysterious and i was like i know there's someone under it so i was like i do you know what i mean though it's that like mysterious like whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah it's like you know it's like I mean? liking the person
person that's unavailable. Like there is yeah. that kind of like... And you're like, I need to know who you are. <laughs> yes. yeah. But oh, when God. the person is but when the person is actually unavailable, now kids, don't do it. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. When so if they seem dark and unless mysterious, it's, like unless lovely, it's uh, ethical non monogamy, in which case have your lovely conversation. Sorry, and did go you forth. just say ethical monogamy? <laughs> Do you say ethical non-monogamy? Ethical non-monogamy. Oh, oh non-monogamy. I thought you said non-monography. I was like, what's that word? I love no, it. No, ethical yeah. non-monogamy. It's where there are six people in like a funky, like polyamorous relationship. <laughs> okay, I love it. let's do another one. You ready for yours, Grace? Oh my gosh, yes. So this one I specifically wanted you to do, so get ready. Um, make three different animal noises. Go. <laughs> what were the first two (laughs) that was a an elephant a bird and a monkey oh my god i love that the first thing that came to your mind was an elephant not like a dog or a cat (laughs) you're like my brain instantly goes to elephant it does. But I also think the, those first two noises were so like ambiguous. I feel like it could have been any yeah, animal. Sorry. <laughs> or person. Or object. Oh, so. <laughs> I have many uh, objects that make that noise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies. I panic. <laughs> okay, uh, Mel, back to you. So oh, Jesus. here we go. Now we're getting into them a little bit. Let's okay. see if you can do this. Name three guests you've had on Open House. Sarah Q with, I'm going to say someone that we've Dan Y and Bobby Winterbank. Yes, you I was going to say someone that I, we've not yes. had yet and I had to be so careful. I know who because, it was going to be as well because uh, we were talking about them earlier. Yeah, it was yeah. so close. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so close. Also, you've got one right there. Oh, and Grace Mower. But, and Grace Mower. <laughs> don't worry, don't Grace, worry. Grace, the wonderful Grace Mower. I'm literally looking at you and your names there as well. <laughs> it's sake. such a panic though, the five seconds. I'm yeah. so panicked right now. <laughs> okay, Clancy. Yeah, God, fuck. Ready? <laughs> Name three guests you'd like to have on Open House. Deborah oh. Francis White, Cindy V and Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you ended it with Britney Spears. I know, I was expecting it to be Michelle Obama because we've been talking about Michelle's Mm. podcast so much. I don't know why I expected it. I was going down comedy routes because Deborah Francis White is like my ultimate goal. Oh, she's the dream. I I love love her her so much and I think she's, oh, just, I'm just such a fan. Oh, I should have said Bieber Waller Bridge as well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and Cindy V because we were actually talking about her the other day because she's so funny do you guys are you guys familiar with her comedy no. um, she's she's a comedian oh, and she's just hilarious and um, okay. but That's I right. think we're gonna actually try and just like randomly send her an insta DM and be like do you wanna be on the podcast and she'll probably be like fuck off but we're gonna try it. Anyway. <laughs> I was the same with Megan Jane Crab, and honestly I could not believe it when she said yes like if you don't ask you just never know what's gonna happen so true yeah. you know what I mean? so true. you gotta yeah. do it yeah it. we were like yeah. that with most of our guests we were just surprised that people kept saying yes and I was mm. like okay but to be <laughs> fair right, I, I do think Britney Spears is a possibility so I think oh, so. Yeah. I heard she's actually looking to be on Open House. Yeah, I've she just heard. doesn't have enough exposure. This is the thing. <laughs> yeah, well, she told me she was going to listen in today just to get a feel of what we're about. So um, I'll drop her uh, an email and, and let her know that I think we're game and we're ready to host her. 
yeah? We're ready for you, Brittany. <laughs> right. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Grace, let's do one for you. Um, name three things you do before you go to bed. Brush my teeth, write in my journal, message my boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I mean, the reality is probably like have a chocolate bar, like <laughs> don't even put my PJs on. And the only, the, the only thing you're saying to Josh is like, did a great poo today. Like, love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll do one more each. Uh, okay. Mel, are you ready? No. Name three things you do while no one is looking. <laughs> Pooing, being in the shower sometimes. I don't know. Depends who's about. And <laughs> I mean, it's over five seconds, but I want to know what the third one is. I was going to also say getting dressed, but I realised that I get dressed right in front of this window here, right? My neighbours can always see me. So who knows? So I think I do most things while everyone's watching me all of the time. Yeah, I suppose the question should have been three things you do when you think no one's looking yeah. <laughs> yeah so most of the time i think no one's looking while i'm doing those things but i think i know full well that they probably are okay clancy are you ready yeah. for this one oh, okay here we go name three difficult conversations that need to be spoken more about um uh, extra matter at all affairs abortion and menstruation excellent oh, all incredible that's very good all right grace final one are you ready <laughs> yeah Name three ways to be mindful. <laughs> Meditation, uh, yoga, and journaling. Lovely. That was Excellent so zen. Ones. I was going to say eating chips, eating cake, and eating chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That was, that was four, five, and six. I'm very mindful when I'm spooning them into my mouth. <laughs> Me too. Very careful. Mindful eating any. will change your life. Can I just say, Bethany Terry changed the way that I looked at my peanut butter and jam on a bagel. I had a meditation with them and then I had my peanut butter. It was about um, gratitude and being grateful for like what we can taste and feel and see. And I had my bagel and it tasted like nothing I'd ever eaten before. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mindful eating is a thing. Mindful eating will change your life. Thanks, Uh. Bethany. Who can I just say has an incredible episode on Open House? Go and check it out. Uh, Very important yes, conversation dude, on that one. Brilliant. And wonderful. actually, yeah. they're such a sweet pair, and they shared your episode like literally yesterday. And I was like, oh, people are so nice. Love, I know. 
Alex, I have a quick one for you before we move on. No, no, that, that's not the rules. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, five seconds to name your three biggest inspirations in life. Lady Gaga, myself, <laughs> Open House Podcast. <laughs> oh my God. I was secretly wishing you were going to say I could me. feel it. I could feel you. Oh. Well, yeah. So, so was I. So, yeah. I, um, that was very selfish, not selfless of me in terms of the podcast. So I was like, please, we don't know each other at all. Yeah. But I want you to say me and you did. So I totally, all that came to my mind, I was like, if I was answering this question, but well, because we've been talking about Britney Spears, I was like, Britney Spears, Britney Spears, and Britney Spears. <laughs> all three. Britney I've never heard three. you talk about Britney Spears ever until this podcast. <laughs> I didn't even know she existed for you until Neither, now. but actually, she's actually been taking up quite a lot of space in my brain. Oh, really? Is, yeah. this Is that because of the documentary? Mm. Um, the well, it's because obviously I haven't actually seen it, but like I've seen loads of social media about it because I don't have Hulu. Mm. Sadness, if anyone wants to send me like a password and a username, that'd be great. But I saw a great um, cabaret at the other palace when life was still on. Um, with a, an Australian performer who basically did like a thing about like Britney's life and like a lot of the the stuff that she's been through like was included and she like incorporated all her songs into it and I was fascinated and I found the whole thing just like brilliant and I was, awesome. I was awestruck and it's honestly like really stuck with me that performance and it was just like a little show at the other palace but can I drop can I can I drop a name drop obviously Max Martin worked very closely with us on Anne Juliet and is very close with Britney Spears. And basically, our Max Max basically hired her because she's just the loveliest human ever and just wanted to be part of the musical. But basically, Britney's auntie forward slash best friend forward slash assistant forward slash like sidekick, Felicia. Um, she's from the South. She has the most incredible accent ever. She was part of Anne Juliet, like looking after the cast, and we all got so close no with her. Way. Um, she came to see Six, and <gasps> she like sent a video afterwards. I have to send it to you after. She's the loveliest person ever. Like she's a huge, huge like. Oh, she's amazing, and she is the teacher in the Hit Me Baby One More Time video. <gasps> no way. No way. My gal Felicia, she's in she's the teacher. That is awesome. I want to know from you two <laughs> yes. what if you're happy to share? Yes. What's the most I love sharing on the podcast? <laughs> what is the most difficult conversation you think you've had? Oh. Oh. Oh god. <laughs> well, I know oh, can I I don't know if I can talk about that. Um oh. Um, That's a big question. Okay, okay. Now this is this is a bit of a, a general um, like comment to that. I think, and it's very interesting for me personally. I find, and, and and I'm sure this is not the same for everybody, but I find you know we've had we've had lots of conversations about um, coming out and and gender and things like that, and I find them very easy to have and very easy to talk about even though I have like personal connections myself to them and especially and I think they kind of come under in the and maybe it's because the conversations that we've had about them have been generally conversations that have been had with levity and with comedy or or have been with perhaps comedians and people that are very easily able to transform those conversations into be that a stand-up version of the conversation or a conversation that has beginning, middle and end, light, shade, dark, but definitely mm. some light in there. And I find it really interesting that um, 
I don't know, I found that the conversations as a general that we've had on the podcast, the ones that have had that what even though they may seem like uh, difficult conversations and stuff that ha- carry real weight and real gravity, the conversations that we've had that have been that have had like a funny element to them that have had that light that have been told with with levity have been markedly easier to have than the ones that are maybe uh, that maybe more on the in the realms of sort of um mental health and or 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 perhaps things that feel a bit more feel a bit more weighty or a bit more taboo which is exactly Mm. why we created the podcast you know what I mean things that people might have had a funny anecdote about I think just as a general Mm. make it so much easier for us let me talk not talk about everyone let me talk about myself make it so much easier for me to have those conversations which is why as I said, specifically, we made the podcast because I was like, I don't want that to be the case. I want us to, you know, be able to talk and share, even when it's not all jolly hockey sticks and roses, and even when we're not saying, oh my god, this time I had this conversation, but oh, oh you know, I, fe- I, fe- I fell out like, you know, oh, I fell over when I was having the conversation. It was hilarious. So my sk- skirt up to my head and da 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 and all of this, but the conversation that I was having was really difficult. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that 100%. is a general sort of view toward like the podcast as a whole and the way the conversations have happened that have been. Do you have like, do you guys have a, a method whenever you approach something that is particularly difficult and you can sense it and you know that that subject is quite difficult, do you have a method of breaking into that? It's really interesting because um, it, what we find easier uh, to talk about with people is when um, they have processed the difficult conversation. Mm. So what's easier to talk yeah. to someone about is when they've processed the difficult conversation and so they have power over how they manipulate the story and how they tell it. Mm. and they're they're a bit distanced from it and so we Mm. can kind of laugh about it and it's like what mel said we it's it turns into um a comedy routine but then obviously that's but that's sometimes not the difficult conversation the difficult conversations are when people are in the midst or just leaving the the thing that's happened Mm. but it's still raw yeah and you don't have perspective yeah and, Mm. and we're not healthcare professionals but for us um how we get into it and what we, we we realized very early recording the podcast is what people connect to is personal anecdotes. It's like, where were you? What were the details in the room around you? Who were you How with? did the other person relax? How, and like just making it more human is how we access the conversations, but then also asking them about um, things around it and the journey out of it. And um, and if it's, if it's something that is about mental health um, services, that they can go to almost as a to remind the audience but also to remind them that they're there mm. um yeah. and i think also what comes into play is is if we um share ourselves to almost yeah. make that person feel less alone like an um, even playing field hun- yeah. yeah i was just gonna add from like the perspective of a guest on your podcast like being completely honest i don't know if i told you alex but i got quite emotional on on when we were chatting and I I am a, an emotional person but we did kind of know each other but considering we had kind of just met through Zoom yeah. and the fact that you were able to access that side of me just proves how much of a safe space I felt already to even be able to access the vulnerability in myself yeah. do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm so like I'm so glad I'm so glad that that because that was the thing that we sort of went into the 
podcast knowing that we didn't want to do we didn't ever want people to feel trauma mueled do you know what I mean when people yeah forced into being involved because it's it's hard and I'm speaking as somebody that was never good at I'm still not a you know brilliant in it it now you know but it's all a process but it was very something that I was very conscious of and also leaving an, an audience member open and vulnerable um the clinician from Shout um, that we had that we had on one of our episodes, um, we spoke to them about so, what sometimes um, podcasts or or shows whereby you're talking about very deep things and about especially mental health. It can be very easy if you're listening to them as as a as a sort of audience member, um, as a listener to be left open and feeling quite vulnerable at the at the end of that if you haven't had sort of something to sort of come round and sort of round it off which is why we felt it was appropriate and we needed to um include a you know a professional a professional clinician in in that conversation um but um it's funny because I think I'm always so conscious as an interviewer not to insert myself too much into when you're talking yeah. to someone, but in a and but almost I have to fight that because like what I want to be doing is solely like grilling people and asking and asking lots of questions, um. But we have I think I have to almost revert that thing those things that you're taught to do if you're if you're interviewing someone you you ask them questions and you bring them into the Mm. conversation you can also do that by allowing yourself to be vulnerable and offering your anecdotes as Clancy said because I do think that is really important for the other person to and also I think just generally how we make human connections it's personally what um sort of aside from an interview sense I think as a person generally I'm always the way that I figure the world is out is that I listen to what somebody said and I'm like oh my god yeah that thing happened to me and it's not that I don't care about your story I really care what you're having to say but the only way but the way that I like figure out the world is that I'm like is that I try to like akin it to something that so that I can figure it out from like my perspective and then I'm like oh yeah that thing happened to me and then I think that that means that and then that adds up to that and da 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 which yeah. is actually kind of useful in this sense because I think it's it a, makes people feel okay and like yeah. you're with them. It's almost like permission, isn't it? Because as much as like obviously everyone has license to speak and we've asked someone on a podcast, it's like this Zoom meeting, like as we're hosting it, it's almost like our domain really. Mm-hmm. And so by offering that anecdote, you give permission and license to speak freely. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. such it's such a fine line and something I've had a huge discovery with myself. Um, I'm currently like halfway through my training to become a mental health first aider. That's amazing, Grace. Session, That's so cool. It's awesome. And we had, um, it's all live on Zoom kind of thing as like a webinar vibe. Um, and we had, we watched a video that I had seen before. I have to send both of you. It's Empathy versus Sympathy by Brene Brown. And I had a huge, huge discovery during a conversation after watching it because people please a grace that I am I I'm just constantly I just want people to be happy I just want people to feel better about themselves and be happy around me and my way of kind of dealing with that is what I think is being kind is going I know exactly how you feel oh my gosh this happened to me I can completely relate when actually sometimes you need and this was me like clocking myself unlearning and being like I was so wrong sometimes you just need to be like mate that sounds so shit yeah I'm so sorry and I don't even know what to say right now but just know that I'm here and not being like 
Or instead of being like, I completely know what you mean, being like, I have like felt feelings that may you may have felt similarly to mm. do you know what i mean like mm. instead of being like i know exactly what you mean mm-hmm. like it, i'm i used to be i now way more aware but I used to be such a culprit of that because in my head that was making them feel less alone and so it's that strange balance between like when you're doing a podcast for example yeah. being like we've all had our shit let's just yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're I, right. Like, and it, not to it, invalidate a, people. Yeah, it's really hard. Go on. Yeah, it is such a fine act as well because you also, we also, as we also don't want to be like, yeah, like you can't relate to everything. Absolutely. But not. also, but you you offer um, a seed of vulnerability and then just give space. Mm. And you're right. It is that thing of like also, um, it's what the the clinician from Shoutside, Christine, she was amazing, and she was like, it's Shout about not trying to constantly bring someone out of the place they're in, but listening and going. Yeah. I hear you. I yeah. see that you're in that place. I'm. Sometimes like, people that's... need to experience it and to feel that that yeah. hurt or that pain or that experience they need to it's, it's not necessarily your job to pull them out of it it's your job yes. to join them and be like yes this is crap yeah. let's feel it yeah, yeah. for and, sure because sometimes and, you can't you know sometimes i don't like if any of anybody else out there has been in um in in those situations sometimes it's you know for all of the all of the will in the world whether it's you that's attempting to do the lifting or whether it's you're the person in the lifting position like it's sort of irrelevant what is what what else is happening sometimes it's it's um it's difficult to you know find that levity which is it's great Mm -hmm. if you have people around you that you know that you're sort of matching that matching that vibe as opposed to somebody sort of going i know how to do this let me turf you out of that hole it's kind of impossible at times actually when i was i just realized actually that i me and um, one of my close friends um when we were both going through a really difficult time and it had a lot of similarities both our experiences but we what we realized that we would do is one day i I would be feeling like awful i would call her she'd be right there with me and she wouldn't she wouldn't do that thing of i know exactly how you feel she'd be there for me and i was allowed to kind of be like really upset and then it'd be like the next day and she'd call me she'd be like Aww. I need you and I'd go over and I'd be like I'm there for you and it was that kind of friendship that really just helped each other just get through that because we had that push and pull kind of like I need you on this day you need me on that day and we're just there for each other it was so mutual yeah, yeah yeah and that's kind of why um mine and Alex's best friend Jed Berry that's kind of why I honor his friendship so much because he keeps it real and like I will never ever forget even though I was drunk going to him um I came home from a night out something I'd I'd done something very 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 stupid what was it guys not telling um (laughs) but I I knocked on his door because Alex and Jed live next door to me and I just went and I just sobbed on his bed and I was like I've done this stupid thing and do you know what he was like yeah that is pretty stupid <laughs> and it, but he was just kind of putting it real he's like but and it's a shit situation and it's happened and we move on like he just like picked me up because sometimes you when you know something especially if it's something you've done as well and you know in your heart that it's wrong and someone's going oh it's, but it's fine because this and this like sometimes you just need someone to be like this is a really shit situ- situation you're going through but we all make mistakes and we're so we're all human mm-hmm. you know um so yeah having conversations like that are personally for me yeah difficult but getting better 
what do you feel like the effect has been with your podcast do you feel like what's your response been from other people have you had people messaging you has it have you felt or even on yourselves what's the effect been for you guys we actually did have someone message us recently who is like not a friend so somebody that we don't know um who and is this is big for us because I know Grace you get a lot of um a lot of people messaging you being like thank you so much for putting on the world we never get that yeah so this... we we got one and we, we were like should. we were like oh my god this is not someone oh. who we've texted to say something nice <laughs> yeah someone on like various group has been like please can you review our podcast <laughs> <laughs> and then probably yeah like don't. like hi it's been great I know we haven't spoken in a year but also like could you also like leave a glowing review on my podcast? Thanks, love you, bye, kick. And then you, and then you don't speak again for a year. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta oh, do. It's, it's the hustle. Yeah, but they they messaged us and basically said that they were an, a listener, a regular listener, and that they really mm. enjoyed what we were doing and think that it's really wonderful and good. And like we're just saying, very good. All of the things that we that we sort of want to hear and like and I think going on um like when we when we like meet new guests and meet new people it's so nice when they're like oh I've I've like followed you on Instagram or something like that and and I'm seeing like the episodes that you've done and seeing the things that you've talked about um and I think what you're doing is genuinely really great and 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 I think it's really important and I was like, whoa. Oh, these are the, you're having the most necessary conversations oh. mm-hmm. that are needed. Mm-hmm. Nate, I, I did want to say, though, the thing that really got me was we had a conversation with um, uh, one of Mel's friends oh, the yeah, other day. Oh, yeah, I told you this, um, Grace. About, this is good. Yeah, we told, we told Grace about podcasting, and they were like, um, I listened to your episode with Grace, and um, I felt seen because I have the same skin condition. He was like, he was like, I didn't realize that so many other people had it, and she, and she said that, and I was like, yeah, and she, he was like, yeah, I've got it all over my back, and it flares up, and yeah. and I was really insecure about it, and and I felt like seen and not alone, like through hearing wow. that conversation, and that was really wow. lovely, and you know, and it doesn't happen mm-hmm. often for us, so they're really like seeds of like we were like, oh, okay, yeah, and especially when you're putting, you know. Your, your sort of self out like that uh, no when you're putting your your voice and yourself into the world like that and obviously we're we're having so many wonderful conversations with wonderful people like yourself Grace and and we really want people to hear the brilliant things that you and they are saying and we know that so much time and effort and vulnerability has gone into those conversations to know that 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 people are sort of listening and and and, and hearing and that um that it's that it is actually making a difference and and doing bits do you know what I mean is is like mm. kind of why we started it yeah. in the first place do you know what I mean obviously we start we you know we started it for whoever is listening to hear and to to hopefully have feel connection especially in the time right now it's human connection is so important and we all we all need it so you know we hope who whoever no matter no matter how small but to know that it is actually reaching people beyond that and 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 yeah and, and yeah and that, that that it's yeah reaching people more beyond sort of our friends and, and family is kind of I guess yeah. why we did it in it's, the first place, do you know what I mean yeah. yeah I'm completely exactly the same and whenever I do get message I just have to thank them because trusting someone with an hour of your time mm, yeah obviously we've got lots of time in this lockdown but it's still an hour of your time to sit and listen to a few people's voices yeah. chat about mm-hmm. something it's it's a lot and so like for, 
when people even get to the end of the episode, because we always say at the end of the episode, oh, please write in and let us know what you think about this. And so when people write in, I know they've listened to the end and it just blows my mind. I'm like, how did you get to the end? Like, I can't believe it. <laughs> Someone's actually sat and listened to us speak for that long. So if you are listening, please email <laughs> in and let us know what you thought about the episode. I'd listen um, to you Alex, all day, you... Grace, so... Oh, and my cackle, and my we have. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, when you're editing, oh, yeah. like, oh my and god, we, we, <laughs> we tune into your Insta lives, babe. We, we were loving it the, the other lives. day. It was great. <laughs> we are big fans. Oh yeah. <laughs> likewise, likewise. Um, Alex, did you have any further questions? Uh, well, yeah. What, what was? Um, I did have one more that was kind of linked to the one we just said, which was um, what are the biggest things that you guys have kind of learned from from starting up this podcast about yourselves, about the world, about Jesus? <laughs> Very little about Jesus, considering... <laughs> if anything, the like, learning about Jesus. <laughs> yes, yes, the obviously westernised... I think, well, he had a lot of difficult conversations. I think, I think so. I think so. <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually made having difficult conversations easier in our house, or at least for me anyway. Because if, yeah, because yeah. I just go, oh, speaking of difficult conversations, and then I rattle off with whatever I need to talk about. <laughs> it's an amazing segue, yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah, speaking of difficult conversations, please take the recycling out for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you find it easier to have them. Is, I guess it's oh, maybe and maybe not like I mean they're, they're always coming up but I'm definitely noticing them more and definitely forcing myself to have them especially when it comes to like money and work and um and things that yeah I found Dan's the, the speaking about um the pay yeah. in the drag community super interesting yeah. we spoke about that we're like no one speaks about pay and like yeah it's something we all go through especially now with these all these workshops happening yeah yeah. yeah have you and found me- that difficult because yeah. I know you do a lot of sorry I don't mean to be interviewing you but I do find it really fascinating but like yeah have you found that difficult with like doing your workshops and stuff like having to um, negotiate that yeah I think so yeah because I kind of went in being like I'd been like used to teaching I guess at colleges where they pay like maybe 20 to 30 pounds an yeah. hour usually and then having like friends who'd been in shows that I've been in be like whoa that is way too low for what you're doing do you know yeah. what I mean and so I've been that that you know those awkward group chats where you're those awkward messages on group chats where you're like hey is anyone doing workshops at the moment if so do you mind me asking what you're charging because someone's asked me for one like there were so many of those messages at the beginning of group chat like what would you charge for like an hour and a half of this with like a th-? and it's like oh because then you don't want to reply on the group chat and someone else be like that's way too expensive or that's way too cheap you should be charging more like it's so true but you, you don't want to be shortchanged and like we had an instance even yesterday we were talking yes. about this like we've been we've been offered an opportunity and we were like do we get paid for that should we ask about rates for that and we would get we were freaking out about like asking for a fee because you don't want to lose the opportunity yeah and it, and mm. yeah yeah and it's, it's like, all of this stuff to do with being mm. being paid and exposure and obviously 
God, that's so that's such a difficult concept to wrap your head around, especially as a creative freelancer when this is your life and this is what you do. And we we have trained and put a lot of bloody money and time in being good so at what much we are. Money. Um, and be yeah, and being able to be good at what we are good at doing, and then and then something comes along which does mean that you know that might give you some elevation here, and it might mean that you know you might end up getting money in the long run or sponsorship in the long run, which equates to money. But it's like how does how do we how do we navigate that in the first place? Like, where does that conversation come in? How sport, mm. how forceful does one need to be? Especially if you've been conditioned as um, an Abe Fab person, as we, as we have. I think it also makes it difficult. I just started my own business, actually. Did you? <laughs> Mission Audition, everybody, yeah. We do need to do a plug on that. What is sure, it? Yeah, it's called, Mich- what is it? It's called yeah. Mission Audition. I help people with their audition prep. So I can be a rehearsal pianist. I can do a backing track for them. I can help do a self-tape. I can do... Uh, uh, well, the other thing is I, I also teach piano as well. And <gasps> there's one more that I can't remember what it is. But um, I just launched it recently and, yeah, it was hard to price myself, you know, and be like, well, what... what do, do I think I'm worth? And I, I taught a piano lesson the other day and it was the first time that I had been paid the full amount of what I was providing. Right. And it felt... And before I remember before it, I was messaging my friends and I was like, oh, should I do like a discount or something? Like, should I? I don't know, like, whether I'm worth that. And then when I'd done it, I was like, no. That, and it felt... I had such a good feeling because I was like, that was the first time I'd actually been paid properly for something that I've trained in and I know what I'm doing and I've given that to someone else. It's it's also difficult though because depending on what space you're in, like you're worth different things. So like I had a friend recently who's like doing some work for like corporate companies and you can just charge so much more but then you feel like a bit of a fraud. Oh my gosh. You you feel like a bit of a fraud because you're like, I don't get that usually so does that mean I'm worth more? But it's like, well, no, they have the money to give and my boyfriend always says, the money's better in your pocket. So. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. But that is also like, that is so true as well. The circumstance with which is in, and how much your service is going to earn that person money. If they're going to earn like low, like if you're a singing teacher for Beyonce, you should be charging her a lot more than you charge teaching someone who's just graduated GSA. Yeah. You know, because mm. she's going to be earning way more money from that. Yeah. Not that she needs to learn. I, how to my singing teacher, my, <laughs> she doesn't need to learn how to do anything. Oh my no, god! She doesn't. <laughs> yeah, my singing teacher. Um, well, I mean, I've never actually seen this in effect because I'm still quite the lowly end of um life. But um, I remember when I was like, like looking around for a singing teacher, and um, my mate who also goes to him was like, um. Yeah, so like basically like the better j- the job you're doing is like the more he charges you. And I'm like, yeah, fair. But like if he gets me to the point where I'm doing lead roles in the West End, I'll happily give it to him. So, but it's that thing of like, it's, but it's a sliding scale. So like, you know, Imelda Stoughton gets charged a lot more than me. Rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you both so much for Thank you for on. having us. Like, Welcome. I'm going to let you go. Us. Go finish your bottles of wine. Um, <laughs> I want my pasta. Bottles. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, I bet. But before you go, where can we find you on social media and yeah. uh, your podcast as well? Okay. So our podcast is Open House, the podcast. 
Um, and we can be found on Instagram at Open House Pod and on Twitter at underscore Open House Pod. And podcast is Spotify, Apple, and Acast, and all streaming yeah, platforms. Most, we can be most found. streaming you, platforms. You may, yeah, give us a give us a Google Open House, and there's a lovely picture of myself and Clancy sat in front of our cooker with a lovely red kettle. Yeah, my mum's wonderful. Mm, very arty. Yeah. I thoroughly yeah, enjoy that. Like picture. a band picture. Yeah. Delightful. Yeah, um, it does. Actually, we should plug um, Paliza. Paliza? Paliza. that. Beliza is a wonderful um, photographer and uh, they go by the name Queer Garden on Instagram. Look them up. Get them to do your shots for all your things. They were fantastic. All of and, your like, band spent, photos. Spent so much time with yeah. us and really like got that image, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. really creative, really wonderful oh. person. Check them out. Queer Garden. Whip, whip. Yeah, I'm definitely going to. Um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, guys. So much, guys. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.